Welcome once again. We're on location for Ask. This is by the pond. Just in time, there's our frog. He wants to be on Ask. He loves the pond. So today we're going to talk about cremation, we're going to talk about sex, and we're going to talk about demons. So you don't want to miss this one right after this intro. This is Ask. All right, welcome back. This is Ask. I'm Pastor Jamie on location. I have to uh, compete with the frogs. I got to compete with the, the, the pond, which is just going to make me have to use the restroom. So we got better go quick. So the first question, really good one. What are demons? Were they once angels like Satan? So um, there's many theories about demons, but the best biblical one, I believe, is that they are or they were created as angels like Satan. Right, and they rebelled against God and they followed Satan. And so now Satan, which is the, the prince of this world and um, rebelled against God and continues to do so and eventually will be judged, um, that they follow him in that. Jesus described in, in Matthew 25, 41, everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels, right? So lumps them in. Um, you know, some conjecture, so I can't say this is the, the, um, the, the definite truth, um, the, the three angels uh, that are named in Scripture um, are Gabriel and Satan and Michael. And some believe they were archangels. And so other angels, they're very organized. That's clear from Scripture. And the, so that the third of the angels that ultimately were under the direction of the devil uh, were the ones that rebelled with him. That's just kind of fun conjecture. We don't know. Here's what you really need to know is that Demons are not our friend, but they will disguise themselves as angels of light. They know how to do that, right? Um, they've been around a long time. They're very intelligent. They're very organized. They're very powerful. And so they're not to be messed with. They're not to be uh, just because you're curious to, to seek them out in any way, shape, or form. They're also, if you're a Christian, not someone something to be afraid of because greater is he that is in you than it is in the world. So he will, um, the, the, the Holy Spirit in you will overcome them. But recognize there's a battle. Recognize you're being tempted to, to, to be drawn away from Christ and, and uh, pray for protection for you and those who are in your life. Okay? All right. Second question. Is cremation after death biblical? Is it a sin? Um, I've answered this one a few times. It's, it's always a very uh, important question to people, especially because cremation, they so perfected it that at least in our current day and age, it's becoming a very um, a good option. Uh, you can put more people in one space. You don't have to buy as many plots. It's much cheaper. You don't need an ornate casket, all of that. So it's a great option for people, but obviously Christians don't want to do what's wrong. Um, so here's what you can know. It is absolutely, the Bible is silent about cremation. Um, it, so there's nothing that says do not do this uh, at all. Now, there are some Christians that think you shouldn't do that because God in the end times, in, in the end is gonna reunite you with your body. You're gonna be given a resurrected body. Um, but when you think about it, if somebody died, say, a thousand years ago, right, he's dust right now, right? The bones or she are, are, are dust. So all cremation does is speed up that process. So it is not going to stop God from being able to reunite you with a resurrected body, okay? Um, so I tell people, some pastors disagree with me, I tell people that it's perfectly fine, especially because it's so cost-effective um, and, and it makes some sense for people. But either way, it's fine. If you wanna bury the body as well, um, more traditionally, that's fine too. So there you go. Last one. 
Can you explain 1 Corinthians 7, 5? Now, that sounds very, uh, well, what's the big deal about 1 Corinthians 7, 5? Well, let me read it for you. This is Paul talking about sex, and it's in a passage where he's talking about um, the, uh, sex within marriage, so husband and wife and your bodies uh, belong to one another. It says, do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again, so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. So what is that verse saying specifically? Is there will be a time perhaps, fasting and prayer, that a married couple will say, we're gonna refrain from sex and devote ourselves to God. But he says, be careful. Don't do it for too long because um, that's a foothold for Satan, temptation. Especially, all kinds of temptations can happen in a marriage when you are not being, you're not having a, an active sex life because that is a gift God gave you to bring closeness, um, to bring uh, to, to bring intimacy and all kinds of other blessings. So if you refrain from that for too long, separation between you two can can happen. Um, that's when the the temptations of lusting after someone else, the temptations of an emotional affair, the temptations of pornography, the temptations even of of anger, um, of not putting your wife or your husband before you because that really helps bring you to together and when you're feeling far apart, all kinds of footholds happen. And so that tells us how important that is in a married relationship. Uh, Paul's talking about marriage, not outside of the marriage, right? But in the marital relationship, it shouldn't be something that's sparing and every once in a great while or if the conditions are perfect. And I've met too many married couples where that's the case. It should not be. It really is important for your relationship and your relationship with the Lord that you utilize that gift God gave you. And that keeps the, the footholds from really taking root in your marriage and life. Okay? All right. Well, we're going to turn this pond off. Go see my frogs. You can ask your questions. Remember, go to cornerstonebv.org and go to the uh, media page, ask drop down and uh, ask your questions. We definitely need some. So be sure to ask yours about the Bible, faith, life, whatever you got, whatever you want. And hopefully we'll see you this weekend at Saturday at 5 or 9 or 11 on Sunday. And our live stream option is at 11 on Sunday. So continue our Colossian series this week. God bless.